Hello everyone, I'm Steve the Limey. And I'm Blake the Yank. And together, we are... The Limey and the Yank. A rock talk podcast that takes on the great debate. From the UK to the USA, who really knows how to rock? From the Beatles to Def Leppard to Oasis and Adele, we have it all. I've got more. From Elvis to Aerosmith to Prince and Nine Inch Nails, we've got it all. Let the battle begin. This is the year of... All right, you can do impressions, but I can't do that. All right, I'll give you a hint. I'll do it. The Rolling Stones? Really? And what's the song? Let's see, 1968? Jumping Jack Flash! See, in English, we have to do that with the lips because we don't have any because we sup our beer like the Guinness so you get the flavour through the, the cream. All right, so, here you go. If you want to do, Mick, you got to do the lips. I have to Sorry, admit Mick, that's... only kidding, but this... That's probably the strangest thing I've ever seen. All right, Jumping Jack Flash. <laughs> that has to be the oddest. I'll remember that if I ever need to do Steve Tyler. But <laughs> I can do other people too. You're not the only one that can do characters, pal. You forget where I'm from sometimes. You like to forget where I'm from because we. Well, have all if that we're going to talk about the '60s and animation, I'll go ahead and tell the audience something that they don't know that you know because you've heard it, and that's that uh, in the 1960s, that was when Scooby Doo began. It got very popular, and there are times I can do like a killer Shaggy. I it's amazing Sha sometimes. I'm not Casey Kasem, but right, you know. You're showing off now. Yep. All right. Shaggy, he's one of my favorite characters. You know, Shaggy. He is lots of fun. You probably used to have hair like him too, right? Did you sometimes, used to dress like sometimes. him? No. no. Wasn't, you, I was never that skinny, and I was definitely not the swingingest gymnast in Coolsville High. <laughs> That's a thing. See, now the Scooby-Doo fans are hearing that. They're going, he knows episode one, man. No, I he know. knows episode one. <laughs> I want to know. Anyway, 68 was Scooby then, right? It was, yes. yeah, yeah. And of course, the Archies. Yeah, yes. Which we, okay. The yeah. Archies also had another hit song, but not in 1968. So we'll skip that for now and treat that as a funny moment for another time. But I will also mention, since we talked about Romeo and Juliet and this guy's in love with you, we had the song... Everlasting Love. By who? Love Affair. You see, that was a huge... And we played that... I, I played a little bit of that in our love songs and stuff. And that's the one they play in Love Actually, the version. Oh, but really? But there's another version of it here, that American group. I can't think of the name of that, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. See, I've heard it done by different bands. I don't necessarily know who does which particular one, but it's been covered more than once. Yeah. The only one that... The Brits listen to normally what I that is uh, the love affair. You had quite a few hits over in uh, the 60s mm -hmm. in England. On Top of the Pops. I think that's when they did it live. And everybody had to change the colour of the pants because they knew they had to go on and perform live. And it <laughs> separated the you-know-whats. 
Bring know. me the brown pants. I, that's exactly right, man. <laughs> and I've done like, I've done HSN, you know. You're only as good as your numbers. It's like the gong show when you're on there. So you Ooh. better put in your best performance. Really? Please buy the products. They're going to get that cane and drag me off. The numbers <laughs> are as high as they want. I've got a family. But it's got a good beat and I can dance to it. Wait, that's American <laughs> Bandstand. Sorry. That's a different thing. But you know, that kind of made people either fans or not saying, oh, these are crap live. I'm not going to go and see them. They can't perform live. It's an interesting point. There are some bands that are really good in the studio and really terrible on stage for whatever reason. Uh, all the flus and people, I mean, bless us in Florida. Like, but anyway, that's a different story. What? They used to, they used to have names for them, but they always blame like their enemies for the flus. Like, this is the home. Well, not that they're enemies, but they are communists. This is the Hong Kong. It's the Russian flu. It came over from the North Sea. I believe yeah. we call that propaganda, comrade. We don't say oh, the American my. flu. Wow, yeah, that's true. And we, we get the jet stream. Okay, so, those. so you guys don't say that. You don't say the Yank flu? <laughs> well, if you are. No, I'm not going to go there because, you know. We had a season of the Yank flu in Australia. <laughs> It's too far away to get. It's got well. No, I, I can't say that because uh, you get the Hong Kong. That's maybe because we used to run it, and we don't anymore. And the TikTok, because it could be. I don't know. And it was the uh, the monkeys. Yes. Everything was the monkeys in '60, and I don't mean the. <laughs> I think anybody who knows the band The Monkees probably also knows that that was a TV show, but they may not know or remember that 1968 was the year that that TV show came to an end. Yeah. The last episode ran. Yeah, and that, that's why I'm so glad we could bring it up, because as a kid, you'd run home, that's what you wanted to watch. And being live TV and that, you, said, you wanted to watch that. And I think the Partridge family came out a little bit later, and you wanted to watch Susan Day. Oh, I can't say it. No, not just Susan, but the show, too. But she was cute. See, the the, the monkeys, though, I watched those as, as a kid and on reruns, and my friends and I were talking about the fact that it we didn't know much about the monkeys. We watched the show. It was fun. And at the end of the theme song, they say something like, We may come to your town! And so a lot of us were like, Are they? Are they going to come to our town? The monkeys What would happen get, if they showed up? You better practice with the monkeys, because they don't sing it like that, okay? <laughs> but they sing I'm, that lyric. I'm they say, out. we may come to your town, and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, but they don't sing it like you, thank goodness. No, even though you're good on certain ones. But no. Well, no, I'm just pointing out that that was a disappointing lyric for kids who didn't know any better. <laughs> and they actually thought, well, well, maybe the monkeys live two blocks over. Maybe I can go knock on their door and see if they'll come play. <laughs> I'm going to tell you to... Be, you know, I lived in the States when I was really young, and then we went back to Manchester. I went, and when I was a little kid going to Debdale Park in Manchester, I may have said in the Manchester uh, episode, we used to hang out where Davy Jones lived, and he'd come home to see his dad lived there. <laughs> and all the little girls, and we were little too, they all used to, Davy, Davy, yes. <laughs> Davy. And his dad come and said, he's not here, he's in America, leave me alone. And I, I think he moved after his fame and that. But yeah, he, he lived right next to a, a park, a, a, a public park. And 
you know, you can see people eating the fish and chips where I'm from. It wasn't so Ichiku that, Park, was it? <laughs> Nobody getting high and feeding that, the ducks with a bun? No, that was feed the ducks. That was the small faces exactly. who got barred on the BBC <laughs> for writing those lyrics. We're not having any of that, that funny stuff on our show. We're getting rid of it right this second. I well, didn't even know what he was singing about. And I didn't know till I heard stereo... CD clarity was saying feed the ducks to the bun. I didn't know what it was, I just knew feed them down. Yeah. We get high. I just thought it meant just like having a good time and going to the park. Well, that's one thing in the monkey's favor is that even though it was the 60s, they weren't touting drugs, so there's that. Yeah, but you know what? It's one of those Whew. first bands you can put all the elements in and it works. Just like a movie, sometimes it doesn't and that. And they did, you know, hightail on the Beatles um, because, you know, they saw Help and they saw, um, what else did they did? Hard Day's Night and they yeah. saw, so, and, they, and these guys said, we'll get great songwriters, we'll get great musicians, we'll do great songs, we'll get four fun great looking guys and give them their own style and image and dress them up you know i mean even though it was you know different outfits remember the monkey shirts well mm -hmm. i do and it's good and they had them like you know like the michael jackson used to wear yeah like, they had all the buttons and yeah and, the and then the beatles did the same with the, the collarless mm -hmm. you know we always used to think only vicars wear collarless <laughs> and i'm not worthy to be a vicar a vicar but anyway, you remember that, and they had the buttons. Yeah, exactly. That, they know. were they were interesting yeah. little. It almost looked like they were wearing uniforms. Yeah. Which but is... they've always been doing that since the dawn of music. Is the packaging of the entertainment and the packaging and the management and everything else. The entertainer wouldn't get there without all that. And they threw in that same sense of whimsy that the Beatles had in their their videos, where they're just being silly and acting acting out, having fun. Yeah, and that and that was the same premise, you know. And they had a lot of hits, and you know, unfortunately, till they decided they were a real group, and they could do real, and you know, in my personal opinion, they were hired to be actors playing groups. But I felt when you get into that realm of people kind of not taking you for serious as a musician in those circles, you know. You know, but while you're talking about that, and I don't know if this was 1968 or not, but along those lines, one of the stories I often hear is about how the Monkees, when they went on tour, had Jimi Hendrix as their opening act. That's right, and it was a disaster. <laughs> it was, yes. yeah, I, I've, I've read a bit about that. Yeah. Parents are taking their teenage daughters over to see the, the cute four little singers, and they get this guy who takes off his shirt, sets fire to his guitar, <laughs> stands on top of the Marshall stacks, howling like crazy. Can you imagine? The chaos. I mean, just the oh, yeah. the, the straight-up uncertainty and terror in these poor suburbanite kids and their moms. And <laughs> then the monkeys come on, and they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> what a difference. Uh, what's he doing setting that stage on fire? This isn't I, the show. Yeah. Get... Oh, that's... I bet that Hendrix and the monkeys had loads of fun backstage. I bet it was quite a crazy tour behind the scenes. It'd be fun to hear some more about that. Sometimes those shows where you get multi-billings can be good. Depends who's... Like the Stones used to uh, perform, do some live shows with uh, Ike and Tina Turner, mm -hmm. you know, and, and people like that, which is 
awesome at the Apollo and everything. So the monkeys, I love the monkeys. I'll be honest, I felt a bit embarrassed when I was a little guy at school because it was like too nice, but I still yeah. love them. But now I'm old enough to admit it, they, they really did some awesome music. Okay, so what song from 1968 do you want to share with the listeners? I thought love was only true in fairy tales. Oh, there we go. Meant <laughs> for someone else, but not for me. Love was out again. Not bad again, huh? See? I can do characters, but... Well, at the very least, he's a believer. Neil... <laughs> no, Neil can do it better than... I love it. Neil Diamond wrote it. But um, he does a version of it, too, Neil Diamond. But I like the monkeys better. Well, the other one that was popularized was when Smash Mouth did it for Shrek. The Shrek movie? That I just was a big watched deal. that the other night. Yeah. Then I saw her face Now I'm a believer Now her trace Put out in my mind I'm in love I'm a believer I couldn't leave her if I tried I thought love was more or less a given thing Seems the more I Pictures so, of Matchstick Men, which we talked about in the Manchester issue with... Uh, Come on back into frame, buddy. Which You're is, a little out. Which is status quo. Um, pictures of Matchstick Men. Is it status Men. or status? I think we've been through that. Yes, we have. But yeah, that was that was our early episode too. That was yeah. the Manchester episode. Yeah, that was one of the massive hits. And uh, I'd like to play a little bit again. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's do that. And uh, show what they were singing about in honor of Lowry, the artist, mm -hmm. and the pictures of Matchstick Man, and just show a couple of uh, pictures which he did, which uh, I thought he was a master. So yeah, pictures of Matchstick Man and you. Can I follow on to that a little bit? Because I think the neat thing about that guitar, you know, ding, 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 the way it rings out in the whole pace of the song really is reminiscent of another movement in rock and roll, which was the whole psychedelia movement. And 1968 was a big year for psychedelic rock. Wow. Because one of the big hits in 1968 was the anthem of psychedelic rock, Inagata Da Vida by Iron Butterfly. The song that has, yes, it does have a radio edit, but the original was the entire side of a 33 album. Let's hear a little bit. Yep. Oh, won't you come with me? And I'll take my hand. Oh, won't you come with me? And I'll walk this Amazing. 
in some ways, his voice, the way he bellows it out, it, it reminds me a little bit of how Glenn Danzig sings when he's doing his solo stuff. And the fun part is Danzig's actually done a cover of this song. But, not to digress, the important thing about this is the song is over 20 minutes long, the original version, and wow. a lot of it is instrumental, just wandering around and doing all this freeform, wild, heavy stuff. And it captures you for the 20 minutes? It can. It depends on whether you're in the mood to sit. I mean, Pink Floyd did the same with uh, that song on metal where they just go on for about 18 mm. minutes. Wow. Yeah, metal. So, yeah. Yeah. Honoring Pink Floyd, too, because you talked about uh, psychedelia and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were moving along there because uh, that's when David Gilmore took over from Sid. Yep. Sid Vicious, yeah, bless his heart. Sid Barrett. Sid, Sid Barrett, sorry, Sid, Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious was probably still I'm, a... I'm sorry, I take that back. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Sid Barrett, and it's, uh, it worked for him, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one other psychedelic rock thing from that era would be the song Journey to the Center of the Mind by the Amboy Dukes. <laughs> I remember Journey to the Center of the Earth, the movie. Journey to the Center of the Mind was the Amboy Dukes, and that included Ted Nugent. I didn't know that. A good friend of mine shared that with me, someone who also helped me, helped educate me on some of my rock and roll, and who thankfully is, is a listener of this podcast, so he'll, he'll get a thrill out of the fact that we're going to play Journey to the Center of the Mind by the Amboy Dukes. Awesome. So Ted's a, a listener of ours, Ted Nugent. No, no, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're over. You're overthinking it. He might be. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if kidding. he does the internet thing. <laughs> I think. I think if he were active on the internet, we might no. hear about it a lot more. But you know what? I, Ted Nugent is. He's had some good. But Cat Scratch Fever is. Is everybody knows Cat? Yep. Cat Scratch Fever. Go ahead, carry on. I'm sorry, but... Oh, that's okay. When you we don't have a lot of him from 1968, just the Amboy Dukes. But I will mention one of your favorite songs that you brought up early on in our show. In one of our first episodes, you talked about how one of your favorite songs was Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations. Yeah, my mom's favorite. That's a great song. Build me up. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Build me up Me down. I messed me around and then worst of all, you never thought, baby, 
thanks for that. That, that bet. warms the cockles of my. Uh, I love now, that. I don't have a link to this, but there was actually a uh, there was actually a video that went around where someone was singing that song driving along in their car, and someone else was filming it. And it's just one of those cheery things where you're like, this is just a great little slice of life moment with somebody being just completely happy all in their own space, singing oh, in the cars. Yeah. yeah, don't you love that? <laughs> that's what everyone should be. You it's know, a, and yeah. that's what music does for you when you listen to it, the right music. Puts you in a good exactly. mood. Exactly, yeah. Well, the music I listen to. And talking about that, Bruce Chanel, mm -hmm. keep on, keep on, keep on doing whatever it is you're doing to me. I, keep I don't on. know that one. Here we go. You know it with taste out there. It's American. I'm doing it for you because you need help. Well, thanks. I don't always need help. But when I do, I can count on you. You put a love where love never was Again and 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 again I like my pops to keep on Nice song, huh? Yeah, that's a good song. Oh, thanks. Yeah, keep on. They, they were hits, and you know, you don't hear much of the Marmalade, do you? No, no. Big number one hits over in sixties, and particularly we're talking about sixty-eight. Uh, Loving things. With your soft and sweet caress, you brought me such tenderness. I'm changing, arranging, I'm changing. Remember that song? No, I absolutely don't know that one. I am going to get you. You played the, Stump the Band, didn't we? I am going to get you the Marmalade's <laughs> Greatest Hits. They may have had a couple of Greatest Hits albums, too. And like I was talking, they did um, Obladi, Oblada. And oh, they, okay. They obviously, the Beatles you know, sold Real it bad, to them, yeah. hopefully. And they did a great version of it, too. Yeah, getting back to loving things. You know, that is an interesting thing. If you look at music from 1968, you'll find that some of the Beatles stuff was also being done by other artists within that same year. I guess it's because they love that song so much, they're like, we want to do that too, let's do that. And that's the good thing about yeah, it. That's how artists grow and they change and they get it. And that looks like fun. I'm going to do it. Not scared to do it. Yeah. Because that takes some bottle to do something like that. And that's one of the things we covered in our covers episodes where we talked about how do you stay faithful to the original? Do you do your own thing? Do you worry about whether the fans like one way or the other? And you. Did I don't the think there's one. any guaranteed way. Yeah, exactly. It's just you're going to go, we're going to do it. I like the sound of it. And we're going to play it, you know? 
So do you want to tell these folks, we mentioned Yellow Submarine in 1968. Do you want to tell them anything about the Beatles as far as their hits beyond that? In, uh, well, they did Hey Jude, right, in 68. That's right. That's which the was, they There's kind of a record. It was one of the longest singles in history, right? Um, oh, what a great. And, of course, Yellow Submarine, too. You know what? It just occurred to me. Hey Jude had more na-na-na-na's than the Batman theme. It did. I love Hey Dude, but it got. I must have, not that a Beatles song could get overplayed, but you kind of going, okay. Can we play some? Let's start dancing again. And talking, you should know this. I think you're in it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I know that one. Oh, you should do. Had your name on it. No, I'm only kidding. I love to be cruel because there's more. Good looking, no, there isn't more good looking people over here than England. There's cute, beautiful English ladies, there's good looking people all over the world, just some more than others sometimes. And Maybe island people, it's why we, we do have a good, the bad, and the ugly. It could be <laughs> that's why we're all beautiful. Could you be bad and good? You know why we're no, all beautiful? But could you be bad and ugly? Yes, no, you could be good and ugly. All right, enough of my gosh, I'm good and ugly today. We all know that, okay? I'm going to put a couple of dents in my face and make sure. The good and the bad and the ugly, just like the States, England is a melting pot, and there's great, loving, beautiful people in all races and all religions. That's what I'm sharing out there today. And, and I it's, think it's that's so what they good. did in 68 too, mm -hmm. with the anti, because the war was got, you know, the Viet, and they were, and they really, the people really wanted to help and going, look what we're doing with all the violence and let's try individually to sing about it, to say how, what we feel, what we, and what we wanted to do about it. Like, you know, putting flowers and going saying we don't that. And I hate to say it because I'm a positive people when I look at the violence and what having that. We, in some ways we've come a long way, but in other ways I think we've gone back. And I just hope and pray for this year, like in 68, to everybody to make it a peaceful, wonderful, happy, and to play the great music. 
that changes all that and not only does it make a statement it's wonderful to listen to too it really is it puts you in a good mood and that's one interesting thing about it because in the u.s in the 1960s the vietnam war was a big deal it was a very touchy subject we were talking about the beatles and then we ran into a little technical snag and um Anybody who owns a mobile product, in particular Apple stuff, runs into that whole, out of space, I'm just going to stop. Don't. No more recording for you. you got to figure it out. Well, we are cloud-savvy kids, but we're still limited by how much space we have on our little devices locally. So sometimes we got to take a break and get the cloud all tidied up and then square away the local storage and get right back to it. So yeah, we were talking about psychedelia. We went on to the Beatles. Hey, you know what the minimum wage was in 1968? $1.60 an hour. $1.60. Wow. Well, you probably, you know, you probably could get a lot for your money back then. I guess know? so. <laughs> <laughs> I think my first job was $4 an hour. $4? No, no, I take it back. I'm sorry. My high school jobs were more like two fifty an hour. Oh, wow. Lord, what a different different economy, different time. Wow. And I thought I was pretty cool that I could put gas in the tank of my 65 Mustang and still have a little money left over to go to the movies. <laughs> Buy a cassette. It was the launch of the Big Mac in 1968. Oh, really? The Big Mac was uh -huh. launched. And look at it. Now you've got the Grand Big Mac. So we can get grander. There's a grand Big Mac? Yes, it's like, I think double the size, the same thing. When I came back to America, I have to tell you, it was legendary and we didn't have any McDonald's back in England then. So in the 70s, when I come back to college in Florida, I tried one and I would have come back for the burger. It was like heaven. And the French fries, as I'm saying, so the Big Mac and the founder and all that. See, you just Still said coming. Grand Big Mac, and I thought you were about to go Pulp Fiction on me and start talking about Royale with cheese and what it's called <laughs> in the UK. But I guess it was just You're supposed that to Big it. Mac those Americans yeah. have. Being a granddad, <laughs> I was getting, is that personally calling it a grand? How about a granddad Big there Mac? You go. Well, that? I think a granddad Big Mac would be served with a shot of bourbon. You know, old granddad right there. <laughs> um, funny lady. Oh, no, sorry, excuse me. Funny Girl was the big movie at the box office, too. Barbara Streisand? You forget how long that lady's career has gone on. It's amazing. I mean, she started wow. off... Yeah, and she did the main event and a few movies. and I, But I have to say, her voice is one of probably the top five, and we never... Uh, we haven't brought her in yet, but nobody can duplicate a Barbara Streisand. She does have a lovely voice, and so could you pick a song if you had to? It would help if it's from 1968. Have you got one from then? I don't know, because I haven't seen I Love Dolly in a long time. But does she sing it, or is it Louis Armstrong? He did the hello. <laughs> he does that in Dolly. His, he sings it's completely so nice unlike to Streisand. See you back where you... <laughs> not bad for... That's a good version. <laughs> right? I told you I could do different people. Yeah, it's just not Streisand-like. <laughs> Dolly, I can tell. She must sing it, right, in the movie. This is Barbara's version. One of our... Remember, 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 
show. It was what they went. Show some snap, fellas. Find her an empty love. Nice, huh? Yeah, and you know what? I think you've covered... There is one song I'm going to go ahead and mention from 1968, just because there's going to be folks who are my age and older that go, Oh, yeah! And there's going to be folks that are younger than me that are going to go, What? Okay. Uh, my dad <laughs> talks about that. And it's this song. It is, and it ties into movies, Mrs. Robinson, Simon and Garfunkel. Like we tied in the movies, the, the songs that make the movies. So what particular movie are you thinking of for Mrs. Robinson? The Graduate, of course. That's right. Dustin <laughs> Hoffman's Breakthrough, which on a late night you just got to watch. Oh, Mrs. Robinson. We like to But there again, Simon and Garfunkel. They were great. Yeah. yeah. But we, we, let's play. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You want the sound of silence? Yeah. Okay. Can we get it from you? From oh wait. Bit? Oh uh, yeah. I, was, I thought I you was, meant me. <laughs> I was thinking about. It, but I, I was, was holding my breath. More than a little bit. Yeah. All I right. almost gave you three seconds the of silence there. The sound of silence. Here you go. Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stabbed By the flash of a neon light It split the night And touched the sound Silence. Oh, we played the quiet game and I lost. <laughs> Let's see if we can play the quiet game. Who stays quiet the longest? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong in the movie. It was all Simon and Garfunkel's songs, right? They didn't have any other music apart from Simon. I think it was all them. I don't remember. But I will say, I'll also mention that the Sound of Silence, we recently did an episode on covers, and we intentionally skipped the cover of The Sound of Silence that was done recently by Disturbed, only because we already had a Disturbed cover doing Land of Confusion, and we didn't want to disturb too many people too much. But yeah, for, for the record, The Sound of Silence, recently covered by Disturbed, originally Simon and Garfunkel, and a great song. Amazing. Probably a good way to... Uh finish off the show we've talked about so much out there for, and you know what like we said at the beginning 1968 I mean there's just another thousand different subjects and music and different music and grew and what happened in the world so I think it's a great thing to reflect on this and to hopefully we can become better people and look in the past and see what we did and still appreciate and enjoy all what 
it was what was created in 1968. Yeah, you know. here we are a half a century later, and yeah, we've, we've still got a ways to go some ways, but we've also come very far as well. And this is really a great, positive idea. I'm glad you suggested the 1968 episode. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we'll look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in, and, and please keep on sending the feedback that you've been sent. We are overwhelmed with the amount of people we, we feel like we're making happy and enjoying it's, the show. It's amazing. And, you all are awesome. And yeah. we do this because we love doing it, and we love sharing music with you that either you, you remember and you have a good memory or you've never heard it before and now you get to go find it for yourself. But thanks so much for being part of that journey. We're not going to stop. We'll keep going. And this year we've got some awesome material coming your way for programs. Uh, we have... Uh, well, don't give lyrics. them spoilers. Oh, no. No, we'll just give you a little bit. Like, okay, yeah. Lyrics that we all make wrong, you know. Misunderstood, misunderstood lyrics. lyrics, yes. And uh, <laughs> that was our listener suggestions. So, yeah. yeah. And the Tom Petty tribute special to Tom Petty who were uh, spotlighting and the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah, we're uh, focusing on the Traveling Wilburys because of what an amazing super group that was and Tom Petty was a big part of that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That's coming up too. I like to be part of a super group, but I need to find some more Americans. Hopefully, well, when you call yourself a super group, then you've made it. And the English and the Americans uniting, Jeff Lynn. And I, I just wanted to point Ray out Robinson. that he just said in order to have a good super group, he needs a lot of Americans. Not that many Americans. <laughs> you need more. Uh, Rock tune and in roll. next time. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves as much as we have. It's lovely chatting with you. And carry on listening to wonderful music of 1968. What tune should we finish off with? I mean, the song. Oh, that's a good question. Let me get my list. All oh, right. I had one. Let's see. It's got to be a dynamite because it's these all these wonderful people out there remember mostly the beginning and the end. So it's got to be a, a memorable tune. I've got a dynamite one, a legendary song. Just about everybody's going to know this. And this song came out in 1968. You may not know it, but in 1968, Steppenwolf recorded Born to be Wild. <gasps> That's Easy Rider. Let's get on our choppers and go. Easy. <laughs> That's right. Bon. Oh, sorry. I'm getting too excited. Born to be wild. Come on now. Let's That's all sing right. it. One more time. <laughs> Come on, Yang. Born to be wild. Cheerio. All right. Cheerio. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Hey kids, time to go for now. We are all about the listeners and what you want. And we know what you want. British music. Because we are the best. Don't listen to that mad mank. We invented rock. We make it all better. Please join us next time for more exciting music, trivia and fun. On The, the Limey and, and the Yank. Yank.